Welcome back to Bible study, uh, Paul's letter to the Galatians, and welcome back to John and to Derek. We, we, we've been mining Galatians for a number of weeks now. I think, don't know how many, I think it could be over 30. Um, and uh, we've found this rich seam of gold, which is uh, there in the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. And we only just scratched, we only just discovered, oh, there's the nuggets, we've, you know, and look at this one and look at that one. So last week was especially blessed. And uh, Derek, you're going to read um, the, the same passage uh, this week and we will call this Fruit of the Spirit Part 2. Right. It's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Thank you. I'll pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege of of sitting here before you as our, as our teacher, um, as our friend. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We ask, Lord, that you will enable us to, to hear from you, to feed on you, to receive from you. And, and Lord, especially we, we pray for those who don't know you, who are tuning into this program, that they themselves will discover the life of the Spirit within them and will be able to dedicate their lives uh, to live in the Spirit themselves and walk in the Spirit. We pray that for this hour. Ask for your guidance and for your blessing on our time. Amen. 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 Uh, I remember last week we, we studied in uh, John... 15 and uh, the question is did we finish uh, the illustration from uh, the, the Lord's words in John 15 is there anything else that we could add to, to what we studied last week that would a quick maybe yeah. just a quick summary uh, okay. uh, to remind people that uh, Jesus gave the foundational teaching on bearing fruit and he said yeah. it's the mark of us being a disciple yeah. of Christ that we, we bear fruit. And he says that he is the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me, that's the first thing, mm. that we are in Christ by grace, uh, that our relationship with him is secure. But now he says he, he, he wants us to abide in him. And so this is our fellowship with him. And as we fellowship with him, we draw upon the sap of the vine that flows out. He is the vine and the Holy Spirit is the sap. And as we abide in him, we, we draw upon his life, his love, yeah. his joy, his peace. Mm. And, and in that way, we bear fruit. Fruit bearing is the product of life, of God's life in us produces fruit. Mm. It's not something we can manufacture or imitate. So the key is to abide in <coughs> me, he said, verse 4, and I will abide in you. And so that, that's our, our faith, really, just, just drawing upon, which we can do at any moment, mm. is, is draw upon. And often we do it unconsciously. We're drawing upon 
the life of his spirit within us. And he says, if we do that, he will abide in us. Yeah. So the more we, we trust in him, the more, we, more of his life we can draw upon. Mm. And then he says, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself yeah, unless we abide in him. So he is the source of this life. And then he says, without me you can do nothing. So we, right. we, this is his life working in us. And so we that, just that's a big one, isn't it, John? It's it's right. Apart is a big one, apart yeah. from him. Apart from him. Yeah. That's pretty stark, isn't it? It, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's all or nothing. <coughs> yeah. That's yeah. as simple as that. But he wants all of you. Mm. He wants to live his life through you. Yes. Act, you keep coming back to Galatians 2, 20, 21. Mm. He wants to live his life through you. Yeah. And, you know, we are, we're, we're created to glorify God and we're incapable of glorifying God without his help. And it's not as though we, um, as it were, are, are just hijacked, you know, or, you know that, that we have no part of it. You know, it's, it's fulfilling. Yes. It's fulfilling. It's our a lives. synergy that is really beyond our comprehension. Mm. It's not a replacement. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, syn synergy is where two forces combined. Yeah, the sum of the two you get is greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. yeah. Symbiotic is that another word? And it just doesn't work without. There is no life without his life. Um, and, and it's not violating our, our, in fact, our human nature. It, it, in fact, this is how God made us to be. God created us to be temples of his Holy Spirit. Yes. He, he created us to be this expression of himself. So we're actually discovering what it is to be human when we allow the Holy Spirit yeah. to fill us and to yeah. go through us. But he doesn't bypass our free will. He works with It's a wonderful us. thought that, that actually it's such an important part of being human. <laughs> the it, most important part of being human. It is. It's vital. You look at, at the creation of Adam and God created him in... in in his image, in their image, and then breathed his life into them. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, Adam it was the perfect example, but um, it shows this, you know, in that there is a bit of free will and, and, and Adam foolishly, and I'm sure he regretted it, used his free will to, to fly in the face of what the Lord had mm. said to him. Mm. Which God had determined. So God actually gave yes. Adam and Eve the choice. He gave them the capacity not to choose yes, him. Yes, yes. But of course he knew he would. And it was essential that he did because yeah. Satan had to be defeated once and for all. That's right, exactly. So it was all in the will and plan oh, the, of God. The, the plan anyway. of redemption. All in God's purposes. Amazing thought, amazing thought. Um, yeah, and then in, 15, in yeah. verse 8, um, and, and he says that we glorify God through, through bearing fruit. So. In other words, to glorify God is, again, not something we can do in ourselves. Glory, to glorify means that we have to receive his glory and let it shine through us. You know, like the moon is the glory of the sun. It takes the light of the sun and then reflects it. So how do we glorify God? It's by drawing upon his love, his, mm. his life, and then expressing it. Yeah. So it, he gets the glory because it's not something we manufacture, it's something that he does through us. So we glorify him by do, bearing the fruit. Mm. And then he says, 
verse 9, as the Father loved could I, me... Could I chip in? It's, it's the, again, the antidote, the counter to idolatry, you know, which was in that, the bad list, yeah. you know, that preceded the fruit right. of the Spirit. You know, idolatry is, is not glorifying God. Right. It's not reflecting God's glory. It's going to some bit of mud or, you know, that's been concocted into a statue or, yeah. or, or wood or stone. It's not really glorifying God. It's, it's just the absolute opposite. Right. It's denigrating God or, or demoting him to just being one of, one of uh, uh, you know, a list of tat that you've got on your shelf. Yeah, keep going. Sorry, yes, that was, that was a more, more... Well, it, and, uh, the thing about idolatry that's interesting as well is that the Bible says you become like what you worship. So if you worship a dead thing, yeah. you become dead on that's, the inside. That's absolutely... But if yeah. you worship the living God, yeah. you come alive. Yeah. And that's the fruit of the Spirit. It's life yeah. flowing through Devastating you. Devastating for, for the world which is not worshipping God. They are, yes, just worshipping a load of nutty baubles. He's yeah. a, yeah, the it's living tragic. God. Absolutely living devastating. God. The life-giving God. Tragic, okay. And, and you so, interrupt as well, John. Just, I will. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and he says, then, then he, interestingly, just as Paul says the fruit of the Spirit is love, mm. Jesus also focuses on love as the, the prime characteristic, yeah. if you like, of his life in us. Mm. So to abide in the in to abide in him, he says, is to abide in his love. Yeah, yeah. So the nature of this sap is love. Mm. As the Father loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Mm. So he's 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 helping us to understand what does it mean to abide. It's to abide in his love. Yeah. How do we abide in his love? And he says it's it's not just drawing upon that love, yeah. but it's obedience it's it's cooperating with that love in us that love wants to express itself through us uh, so that's probably a good a moment for us to pivot back to galatians 5 because it starts with love exactly. so so we are we're absorbing we're these getting thoughts. close to galatians yeah. 5 that's right <laughs> if you and how do we do that if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love mm -hmm. just as i kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So this, he's Jesus saying, this is how I lived. I received his love and I yeah. obeyed that love. Mm. I cooperated with that love. Um, these things I've spoken to you that my joy might remain in you. So what comes after love is joy. Yeah. See? So he says, this fruit, this sap is also joy. Yeah. And later on, he'll talk about my peace I give to you. Mm. So Jesus in mm. John 15 talks about love, joy, and peace, yeah. you see, as being the fruit. And th then he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I loved you. So in other words, obey my commandment. How do you abide in his love? It's by obeying his commandment to love one yeah. another. Yeah. So as you uh, go, as you said, surf the wave of love, yeah. as, as you, how do you do that? It's by obeying his commandment to love. Mm. So it's by receiving and releasing his love. So can I read uh, just uh, uh, one of my, as Thelma heard, I think it was, would say, one of my favorites, um, <laughs> which is, O oh, love that will not let me go, I rest my weary soul in thee. I give thee back the life I owe. 
that in thine ocean depths its flow may richer, fuller be. How about that? Yeah, nice. I think... Um, they could speak I, English I, in those days. They really, really could. Uh, they really could. Um, I think it's George Matheson. The problem is when you look on the internet now, they'll have other co-authors of these yeah. great hymns because someone's tweaked it or added a word or two. Yeah. But that is, is so rich. It, that in thy ocean, thine ocean depths, its flow may richer, fuller be. Yeah. I won't do the others because they weren't on love, <laughs> the yeah. other verses, but um, yeah. how special is that? So can we pivot back, John, to, to Galatians 5, to the first fruit of the Spirit? Yes. Which or, is sorry, part of the fruit of the Spirit, which is in the list. Well, we can if Derek has finished. <laughs> well, I'm sure yeah, Derek... I think we finished, well, uh, John. So we've, we've touched... He's, Derek, by the way, is more than capable to in, in, interrupt of you. Of course he is. Oh, As Churchill is. would say, don't interrupt me when I'm trying to interrupt you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I try to be the interrupter-in-chief. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've just got this, this amazing list. But I, I do see it, in a sense, as hierarchical. Mm. Because love sits at the very top. Yeah. And, and everything else flows, flows from that. Um, it's not necessarily that one is more important than another, but without the love, none of them are going to manifest. I, I think that's true to say. Mm. And that love in its purest form is the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the mm. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and, and that love casts out all fear. It does, it's, it's such a power yeah. um, that, that it's beyond anything we can understand really. Yeah. Um, but it's enough to, to break down all barriers. Mm. It's enough to, well, it's, um, we're going to touch on it at some point, um, I think, but you know, the, the, I'm, I'm thinking of Joshua taking his, I'm not going to go there now, yep. but I think of Joshua taking his band of Israelites into the promised land and how the Lord was with them every step of the way. That's very good. And how Joshua mm. just loved his Lord. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and had no doubts about him, as we saw when he was one of the 12 spies for Caleb. Yeah. He, there was nothing daunting because he believed him and trusted in him. And he's a wonderful example of how to, how to walk, in the, walk with the Lord, in mm. step with the Lord, mm. and, and to love him. And that love uh, creates trust. And that trust creates, you know, involves into faith, as it were. And without faith, we cannot please God. Yeah. So it, it's so important. You, you mentioned, and it fits with the Joshua story, yeah. perfect love casts out fear, because he yeah. was fearless. Yes. He was fearless. And that, that is from the passage in John, uh, where he, he says, because fear has to do with judgment, which yeah. is interesting. So actually, the, everything is in the con here on earth is in the context of judgment. There's judgment to come. There's judgment on sin. That, you know, God, God's holiness is proved, his righteousness is proved uh, through judgment. But fear has to do with judgment and perfect love casts out yes. fear. Yes. I don't think we think about that enough because we have a shallow view and the shallow definitions of love. Yes, we do. In our modern world. Mm. Um, I did see you, when John said perfect love casts out fear, I, I, I saw that that triggered something, Derek, so I was expecting you to. Well, I, 
There is this question, what is love? Mm-hmm. What is love? Because, yeah. we, you know. Fast as the ocean. Very important question. And, and it's like, love, some would say love is the feeling. Yeah. But it, then Christians often will go deep in that, so no, love is a commitment. Mm. But I would say not even that. Mm. Just Don Francisco said, love is not a feeling, it's an act of the will. Yeah. But even that doesn't quite capture it. Well done. Love is spiritual in nature. Yeah. In fact, God is love. That's right. God is a spirit. Yeah. So love is a spiritual thing. Now, when we allow love to fill our soul, it will affect our emotions, and it will affect our attitude, and it will affect our will. It will enable us to commit. Mm. Where we, where we need to make that commitment to God and, mm. and to other people. But that is more the product of love. That is the, but love in, in its essence is it's God spiritual. is love. Yeah, God spiritual. is the source of love. And, By and the yes. way, it's quite difficult. Well, as soon as it's spiritual, it's quite difficult to articulate in words mm. things that are spiritual. So it's all, however much words we put into trying to expand on it, there's some, it's, it's going to be deeper still. Love is like a fountain the Holy Spirit yeah. is like a fountain within us, mm. a fountain of love that wants to give itself mm. to the other. Mm. And, and really, grace is the manifestation of love. But love is that, that um, well, God is love. That's right. And He is of the nature that He wants to give Himself, even self-sacrificially. That's agape That's love, right. is a self-sacrificial love but the essence of it is, is to give. You know, John 3.16, God so loved, agape the world, that he gave now, in a do, sacrificial way. Okay, so um, just uh, uh, for folks tuning in again, you know, people can identify with, the, there are different Greek words for love, which I'm sure you've got on the tip of your tongue, um, that, that sort of cover every aspect of, of love as people understand it to be. You, you've, as, as it were, gone for the, the richest That's scene, the one that Paul which uses. is agape, yes, that, which is this, the one that he... That's this one. Um, and uh, should we talk about the others or should we ignore them? Um, the, you know, the, the filial love, the, you know, the love that you know, people experience in, in a family, you know, the... Filio the, is like brotherly affection. Yes. And that yep. is used yes. in the Bible. The yep. other two are not used so much. The okay. eros, yep. erotic love, erotic, no. sexual love, yep. isn't particularly used in the New Testament. No. And storge, I think the other one is, which okay. I can't even remember what yep. that is. But, okay. um, but filio, but the main word used by that's, the, the, so that's the really important. Holy Spirit uses. Yeah. Is, is so agape. we need to expand on, on agape or agape because. Um, uh, what it really does mean, you know, and, and how it's expressed, how God's agape love is expressed, and that is a very big question, but I'll hand you... No, really, I would have needed first. notice of that, and I need, <laughs> I need an internet connection to look it up in Strong's. <laughs> well, it's self-sacrificial. It's totally self-sacrificial and all-consuming. It, yeah. It's, you know, it is God is love. I mean, he is uh, the definition of agape love, but if you can define God, now there's a challenge for you. Mm. But that's what he is. That's his very person, and, 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 and it, it's what he what he transmits to us when he when he when he says i will dwell within you mm. it's this this love now the yes. problem we have is is receiving that the flesh doesn't want it 
and, 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 and it will put up all the, it's there, but it will put up all the resistance to you knowing it's there and, and walking in it. Um, it's, you know, I, people, from time to time, people, the Lord allows us to feel his love and it is absolutely overwhelming. As I gave an example last week when that happened to me, it, mm. it's just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not normal because you yeah. couldn't walk in ecstasy 24-7, you'd mm. be in a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but that is essentially what it is. Yeah. So I'm, I've got a question for Derek now, because we talked about, you know, the either or, you can't, you, you, you know, it's something unique. And, and the question is this, um, is it possible without God to express agape love? Well, that's a very fortunate thing, because I was hoping we'd go to 1 John 4. So, so that gives me my chance to do that. Uh, 1 John 4, 7. Beloved... Notice, beloved, yeah. we are the recipients of yeah. his love. Mm. Beloved, let us love one another. So mm. he gives us his love so that we may give it away. Yeah. For love is of God. And that says it clearly. That and this is the agape love. The agape love, mm. yes, is of God. In other words, God is the source of all love. So it's not my ability to... And again, of agape, of all agape love, of all self-sacrificial love, all, God all is genuine, the source. All genuine love is of God. That's a big statement. Mm. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So here he says, to love, the two things are, we must be born of God. Mm. In other words, we've got to receive the new birth where our spirit is, is recreated with, and we possess in ourselves the love nature of our love God mm. and the Holy Spirit who is love lives inside us so we've got to be born of God but notice he says and knows God yes now that speaks of our fellowship with God mm. our experiential fellowship with God the more we know him the more we abide in him mm. the more we 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 begin to let that love flow through us so, so it needs our fellowship, our abiding. Yeah, so um, without being too pedantic, <coughs> um, which I can sometimes be, uh, it, is, this, is it possible out, outside of this framework to express agape love? Or is it only possible? I don't believe so. Well, this is what the Bible says, isn't this it? This is what it says. So, so there therefore, the implication, no, the implication of that is, because there's... There are many religions and belief systems out there which have love contained within, you know, their their creed. But this is something that's unique to um, to the Christian message. Yeah, that's a pretty big statement. Mm. Yeah. But that's what it says. That's what it says. That's what it says. And and verse eight says, "He who does not love does not know God." Now, it doesn't say he's not born again, because a born-again believer could be out of fellowship with God mm. and not manifesting the love of God. Mm. But he says that they're not, they do not know God. They're not in fellowship with God, mm. for God is love. Mm. All right? So in other words, God is love. He's the source of love. So if you are in knowing God in some sense, whether it's weak or strong, that love is going to mm. show in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are going to bear, because you're plugged into love. Yeah. 
he, God is love. And so if you're walking with God, that love has got to start to come forth. So, so just to ground it again, because I know the following verse, which we're going to come on to, it, you know, it, it, it is the reason it's unique is because it's completely embedded into the Christian message of the Lord Jesus dying for us, mm. which it says in that following yes. verse. Read it, yeah. Um, in this, the love of God was manifested toward us that in this, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Yeah. That is pretty categoric from John who knew the Lord Jesus, in, very closely knew him, and he's saying that this is it. This is, this this is the love. This defines what we're talking about. It this defines is the kind of love, love we're talking about. Is Which makes it very difficult to, to, to find another creed that, that if, if another creed does not accept this, that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came you know, to save sinners, that he died on the cross, that he rose again, you know, all of that, without that element, you've not got the love that we're talking about. That is quite something to get your head yes, in. Yes, yeah. it is. No, you know, and who, who are you to say that? That's you, my that, point. That's the challenge you get immediately. And you, and, you, and, you, and you can't answer it, really. You can just tell them the gospel and the rest is up to the Lord. But it's... Uh, it's not natural. It's not human. It's, it is natural in terms of the, the human being created in the image of God. But yes. it's not natural to the human being created in the image of Darwin, is it? It's not no. a natural thing. It's not, no. you know, the base instincts don't lead to self-sacrifice. They might lead to Shahidism, you know, you know um, homicide, suicide bombings and, and the like, but it doesn't lead to this kind of self-sacrifice. No, no, it doesn't. Which is... Just trying to trigger some discussion. And that that. Love, yeah. yeah, that love transforms us, you mm. know, because mm. it, it, now he's put that fountain of love inside us. Yeah, and like it says in in two Corinthians five fourteen, he says, "For the love of Christ compels us or constrains us." Mm. Now there is a fountain of love in us, mm. you know, in the Holy Spirit, who that is. Is, is constraining us. So we're not constrained by external law, mm. but there is an inner mm. flow, an inner constraint. Could I interject again? Because I've mentioned Shahid and people think, oh, uh, you know, that's a bit, a bit harsh. I know that there are uh, some within, you know, the Islamic scholarship who want to move away from, you know, what the, the, the sort of aggressive, yeah. attacking, you know, militant form of Islam that's emerged in our lifetimes. And they are trying to interpret or reinterpret what it means to be a Shahid, but it is getting quite close to what we have here. So it may be that we have the answer for them to get out of this corner that they're in where they're being, you know, hijacked or manipulated by um, death, you know, <laughs> and blood curdling, you know, yeah. murderers basically. Yes. But to do that, they've got to get away from what the Quran actually says. Yeah. To try and Christianize it. You know. they, they have got to, but, they, but it's like, you know, <coughs> Billy Graham says, well, you may have come here for this reason or for that reason, or just because you wanted to be with your friends, or you're just, in, you know, inquisitive, or you may have come here because, you know, there's some connection between Islam and Christianity. Well, 
you know, you come down and commit your heart to the Lord. So I'm, what I'm saying is that, yes, what you, it's right, that they do need to come onto our ground, but that may be a doorway no, that for would, them. That would be a good thing. Yeah. But there is a difference between having the right ideals. Yes. We can all, having the right believers may have an ideal of, of loving yeah. behavior, but not having the reality, because it, the Bible is clear that the, you only have the reality if you are in Christ. Yeah. He is love. So you can impersonate love, you can idealize it, but the reality of his love can only happen if you accept Christ. And we have no right to sit here to say otherwise, especially not with our Bibles in front of us. We have absolutely no right to, to say, oh, well, you know, to go down a universalist track and say, you know, God is love. So, you know, love will win in the end yeah. and all of that. And but they're not talking about agape love. No, that's the point. It's a very humanized, new worldy sort of love. Yeah. They're talking about. Um, and what it really means is love will accommodate my sin. That's yes, what it means. Exactly. So I'm, that's why I'm trying to explore it because we, we want to be absolutely crystal clear what our definition is because it has been so diluted and sort of. Yes. Yes. And in the 2 Corinthians 5 14, he talks about the love of Christ constrains us. That's right. And then in verse 15, he says, He died for all, that was the mm. demonstration of his love, that th those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Yeah. So this love causes you to live for, takes you beyond yourself. Mm. You see, mm. the flesh, you're, tr you're in yourself, but love takes you out of yourself to live for him and, and for others. Yeah. And that's the nature of that love. Mm. It's the self-giving. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Keep and, going. Um, that is miraculous when yeah. that's the greatest miracle of all. If God can set you free from yourself so that you 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 live for him, you know. That that is produced by his love in us. Um, yes, so, so I was just thinking of that. Um, scripture and it just and you've probably just done it but it was an old english and it just triggered it behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon yes. us that we should be called sons of god one john three yeah. isn't it? exactly yeah verse one which you've probably already read but my mind was just no. thinking of the, the poetry of that beautiful scripture yes yeah, one john three verse one um behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Mm. Which answers my earlier question. They, they, they can't. They can't know what we're talking about no. if they don't know him. No. No. This is, it, it is exclusive. And it, it's not exclusive because we want, it, we want to be exclusive it is it excludes alternatives mm. there is it is i am the way there is no there's no way to wiggle out of that that's right so we're stuck with it uh, now the bible is quite clear yes if you're yeah. going to stay with the bible then <laughs> yes now for instance in um, a parallel verse in ephesians 5 8 it says you were once darkness Mm. Okay, outside of Christ, 
you're in the darkness, right? Mm. You, or you were once darkness. Your spirit is in darkness without Christ. Mm. But now you are light in the, in the Lord. Yeah. Right? You are born again. Your spirit's been turned from darkness to light. Walk as children of light. Mm. Verse 9, for the fruit of the spirit, yep. again, is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Mm. So he, he is saying, he, God has made your spirit come alive, come alight. Mm. Um, and now the fruit of the spirit um, is the fruit of this light. Mm. Uh, and it is binary. I think that's what we're establishing in this Bible study. It's yeah. an, there is an either or. There is no way to no, there's mash no way. it all up. No, there's say, not. Oh, it's either or. There's no gray swallow area. It. Exactly. Light or dark. And, it, and he says, God's done this in you. Yeah. Now walk as children of light. That's so right. So that's our part. Yeah. He's, he's, he's done it. The light, yeah. he does the light, but we have to walk that out. Mm. We have to work with that. And then we release that light. Yeah. That exactly. fruit of the Spirit. And then, then, it, then it says in verse 10, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Um, and then and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Mm. Just there, what fellowship hath light with darkness? Yeah. You know, do not be unevenly yoked. It is, it is again, it's the binary, you, you choose that or that. Yeah. Um, or um, you have the kingdom of God or you have the kingdom of darkness. And, the, the, um, and I, I remember a book written and I can't remember the brother's name who wrote it, um, but it was called In With Both Feet. And on the front cover, um, Simon Matthews baptized me at a Good News Crusade camp many, oh, many yeah. years ago in Malvern. But I do remember, and I'm a, I'm a very visual type, but that the, the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of this world is sinking. And the kingdom of God and the kingdom of light is floating and you try and have a foot in both boats. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You see where you're going to end up, yeah. you know, right. unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it says, um, it says two things, which I, I again, I, I, it says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So, you know, in one sense, this is what we've been doing in spending time going through that list of, the sinful nature, you know, the works of darkness. But I'm always intrigued by the following uh, verse that says it's shameful to even speak about those things. So one, on the one hand, we should be exposing them. Mm. And then on the other, we shouldn't be speaking. <laughs> it says um, it, does. it is shameful even to speak of those things which, which are done by them in secret. So. Therefore, we need wisdom in how we expose things that are wrong. Yes, we, we don't dwell on them. We don't dwell on them, but we, we should. Some things are unspeakable. Some things are so wicked, they are unspeakable. And in a sort of open, you know, progressive democratic society where you have to debate everything, we're at a disadvantage because I refuse to debate some of these subjects because we all we're told to do is expose, mm. you know, shine the light, so to speak. Yeah. It's a challenge, isn't it? Mm. It's a challenge. I hope, I hope our viewers have sympathy with us when they say, oh yeah, you're compromising. No, we're not. We're, we're following what the Lord says. It's shameful 
So we're not going to spend our Bible studies talking about all of the, right. all of the um, dross. We're talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, am I making sense? Yeah, you are making sense. And you can't put into words, in other words. No, some of, some of the evil that takes place, the evil that takes place with children, the evil that, mm. that takes place in secrets, devilish um, yeah. things, um, we, in one sense, expose them by just shining the light. Yes. And, and like Peter said, depart from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. You know, one would hope that there's enough conscience left in those created in God's image to when they see the beauty of the holiness of the Lord, they, mm. something strikes them yeah. in, their, in their heart and hopefully turns them around. Amen. Amen. Perhaps we should go on to the other flavors. The other flavors? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah, I used to call them verses, but we call them, if we could, could we turn to, to flavor number? Um, so we we've we've talked about love. Have we have we really? Um, That's the big one. But have we have we? There's a lot more we could say about it. But of course, yeah. we there there is joy. John, over to you. I, that, he's got the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, John, it's, we all the know joy, the list. We the, don't need the, to. The joy of the Lord. Yeah. Hey, the joy. This is, again, it's not, it's not a manufactured joy. It's nothing you can bring up in yourself. It's a joy that, and, and I would, that we would all experience this more. Um, but it's a joy that manifests out of that love of God that's in you. Yeah. It's a, a joy unspeakable, yeah. Yeah. the scripture talks about. Uh, and again, I, I suspect that we, we will sense that when we go to glory because I, I think we couldn't contain it. I, I think it's like as I talked about being in a state of ecstasy 24-7, yeah. a state of joy 24-7, um, the, the sort of joy I suspect it's talking about. I'm not sure we could, we, we, we could manage it. But... It's not circumstantial. It's not dependent no. on... On your on circumstances. Absolutely not. Whether, whether you're having a good day or a bad day. It's, it's nothing to do with that at all. It's, it's this knowledge of the Lord that is indwelling in you, in, in, in the fullness of who he is. Mm. He, he hasn't given you a little bit of himself, he's given you himself. Mm. Uh, and, and, and that is all that he is. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he now wants to live all that he is through us. Mm. Right. because he wants to express himself to the world through us. Mm. And uh, we have to learn how to do that. And, and one of the ways we learn how to do it is by allowing the Holy Spirit to develop all these fruit in us. Because as we imagine that they were all fully developed, then we would walk as Jesus walked. Jesus walked as the Father, you know, he is absolutely our example, his relationship with the Father, and he walked out the Father's love on this earth. Yeah. Now, that Father's love sometimes included some stern rebukes mm. to those who were listening. You know, some very stern, and some would say unloving rebukes. But they couldn't have been unloving because he did exactly what his father told him to do yeah. and said exactly what his father told him to say. And Not that's how we're to be. Yeah. We're to replicate Speak that now. the truth in love. We replicate what the Lord tells us to say as he lives his life through us. Wonderful. Okay, I keep so coming back to Galatians 2.20. I can't, can't get away from that because it, they are so emphatic, those yeah. verses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, and Jesus is our example. I do nothing 
except yeah. the Father yeah. tells me to do. Mm. And that's how we must be. Mm. With the, do nothing unless the Holy Spirit tells us. To I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, Derek, I'm sure you've got something to add on joy. <laughs> well, yeah. You see, people don't think of God like this, but this is the nature of God, mm. joy. He's love, but he's joy. Yeah. He, the Bible says he's the blessed God. Yes. You see, that he is, he is, human language, vibrating with joy. And that's why heaven is full of joy. Because it's the most exciting place you could imagine because the presence of God is there. He said, remember, enter the joy of your Lord. Yes. So That's now the, the God of joy is, is in us. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 1.6 talks about the joy of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So we, we tend to think of God as being very serious and all of this, but actually he's full of joy. Yeah. And, but my image of joy, I think, it's interesting that the Greek word for joy is kara, which is very close to the word for charis, which is the word for grace, yeah. right? And actually joy is, and grace is the manifestation of love. So grace produces joy. Yeah. And I, I think like romantic analogy, you know, of joy is if, if you like of, think of electrical circuit, if love is the, is the current that flows, then it's connected to this light bulb and the result is that light bulb goes on. Yeah, that's good. And, and um, I think of a man proposing to a woman, mm. right? What is he doing? He's offering his love. It's, it's, he's extending his grace to her. You know, I will love you. Yeah. yeah? Oh, I love you and I, you know. And then what does that, what's the obvious characteristic that produces in her that he's looking for, really? It's this explosion of joy. Yeah. And as she runs into his arms, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that's joy is the yeah. product of love. Yeah. Once love is received, it produces joy. So how do we release that joy? Well, primarily in praise and worship, isn't it? We, yeah. we right. enter his gate, you know, and as we worship God, we start to experience yeah. that joy as we praise God and thank that's God. Right. You know, that's what I like to do at the start of every day before I Definitely. say any prayers. Just praise God, yeah. you know, and just get that, that, start getting that joy. That's right. Working and the joy of the Lord is our strength. That, that will strengthen us. So we're not soul. drumming up joy. You know, yeah. there is a sun of joy welling up right. from within, but it does have a compounding effect. The joy brings, begets joy. Let's joy say. lives inside us. Yes. 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 In the Holy Spirit. But, but we, we have to release that joy. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. So love, joy, peace. Patience. Which is Irene. Irene. Of course. We all knew that, didn't we, John? <laughs> oh, I probably pronounced it wrong. But yeah, we have a sense of what peace is. Yeah. But again, God is peace. I just yeah. on joy again, it's not shallow, is it? It's not just telling jokes and, you know, and sniggering. It's it's something deep, you know, that you know when you're joyful and fulfilled yes. in your joy. It's yes. not it's not um it's not a um and as you said, a quick laugh. it doesn't depend yeah. on your outer circumstances. Yeah. It's yeah. something that wells up within. Yeah, Because you can go to a comedy show and you can have a good belly laugh, but that isn't joy, is it? No. That, that's just, you know, reacting to something that's funny. I mean, it's good for you. The yeah, I think laughing is good. good. Good as like a medicine, you know. That's right. But, but it's, you know, 
Uh, but it's up at the end of it, you know, you've got to get your coat <laughs> on and go back home. You know, it's not something that's going to sustain you, is it? Um, you know, a joke. Because you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The court jester, you know, because when he's finished and goes off the stage, then yeah. the king's as miserable as he's ever been <laughs> with all the worries in the world. Yeah. Now, joy, count it all joy when you ex encounter various trials. You can, you can have joy even through the extremes of, of suffering in the depths. Quite something to mm. think about. As for yeah. peace, I yes. come, is related to the word to be bound together. And again, it, I think it's another... I, I think of peace as, as like the, the effect of the, when the presence of God comes into our soul we come into harmony. I think of the word harmony particularly. We come into harmony with God. It's a, it's a lovely feeling, but the feeling is the product of, of a union. Mm -hmm. that, that, that the presence of God in our soul um, brings us into harmony with God, and that's almost, what peace is. It's almost the other side of the coin to joy. They seem to go together. Yes. So they're exactly. using the same terminology similar, to describe joy. Similar. Yes. Yeah. It's to do with, our, primarily, the first three are primarily to do our Godward. Yeah. Love, joy, peace. They mm -hmm. kind of go together. But yeah, it, but it's an inner tranquility that is produced by our harmony with God. So the more we uh, submit to him, the more his presence fills our soul, we experience that harmony with God, that assurance, yeah. really, that of his presence within us. And, and it's a wonderful thing, and this is what the world wants, is peace. Yes, yeah, so I was going yeah, to ask yeah. John, you know, how the world perceives peace, because it's probably the most used, apart from love, the most used term in, in our modern world. Yes, of course. Everyone longs for peace. Yes, but peace on their terms, isn't it? Yeah. it? So it isn't peace at all. Your peace is another man's conflict, yeah. another man's distress, another man's oppression. Or it's a ceasefire. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's never peace. Yeah. And, and, and there's always somebody else working to undermine it somewhere. This is, uh, this is quite different. And, um, and these do go together because elsewhere, I can't remember where it is, it says, uh, the kingdom of heaven is love, joy, and peace, and the Holy Ghost. That's right. So you know this is yes. this well, righteousness, peace, and joy. Oh yes, yes it is. It's righteousness, close. peace, and joy, but it, which is very close. Very close. Yeah. Very close. So um, this combination is 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 hugely powerful. Yeah. And and it suggests to me that as as these individual characters of the fruit of the spirit are being developed in you as these three become more developed then you're going to walk out um, the calling which god has placed on our lives you know we will go forth and bear fruit do we bear fruit for its own sake well perhaps in one sense we do in as much as we're it, that, that sake being we're becoming conformed to his son but it must also be a benefit for others a benefit for the world uh, but uh, even though the world might be unsaved, the fact is that we will treat with the world in a godly way. And, and for those who are the called, they will witness that and do something in their lives. Yeah. Mm. Um, for those who are the uncalled, well, the Lord, the Lord causes the, the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. So it, you're reigning on, on his creation by walking in these, mm. in these aspects. And that, mm. that's important. Mm. Um, which, but again, we don't walk in our own strength, we walk in the spirit. 
Yeah. And, and, and obey the Lord as he yeah. tells us. So I'm going to jump in before, before Derek comes out with this verse in John 14. Verse 27. Good. Well done. Peace. Well, <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, Derek. Um, so peace um, I leave with you. My peace I give to you, the Lord Jesus says. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Mm. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's, that's a, there's a depth of peace there. There's a richness. There's a qualitative difference to the world's peace. Yeah. It's not our peace, notice. No. No. He says, my peace. Yeah. So he's the source of the peace. We can enjoy it, but the peace yeah. is his. Yeah. And as we receive his peace in our soul, uh, we enjoy his peace. Yeah. He, it's not something we have apart from him. No. You, you know what I mean? That uh, it's, it's actually we, we enjoy his presence in us, his peace in us. One and of the great books of Billy Graham was Peace with God. Angels was another, there, there are others, but peace with God. And, and the, the root of that, of course, is reconciliation. Yeah. You know, means having that's, peace. That's a different with, thing. Yeah. yeah, it is a different thing, but, it, but there is this. That's, it's the foundation of peace with God yeah. is the foundation for having the peace of God. Correct, correct. God's correct. own peace yeah. filling our soul. I do remember years ago, um, uh, over in Israel, uh, uh, talking about shalom, you know, the Hebrew word for peace, mm. that it had four aspects to it, and it may have, I'm sure you can find others, but it starts with peace, mm. the peace of God or peace, yeah. peace with God. And then through that, you have peace, shalom with yourself. And mm. when you have that, you have peace with the world, yes. and you have peace with your neighbors. Exactly. You, you, so, so it all emanates, it starts with having the peace of God. You, it brings you into harmony, first yeah. of all, with God, with yourself, with others. Yeah. And shalom is a yeah. very good... It's a wonderful word. To say shalom, to greet someone yeah. with shalom. Yeah, it is wonderful. Yeah. So full. My, my definition here yes. yeah, is it's, it's, it's shalom, harmony, wholeness, tranquility in the soul, unaffected by outward pressures. Peace speaks of order rather than chaos. Mm. The, the presence of God brings our soul into order mm. and, and rest. It calm inner stability, enabling you to conduct yourself peacefully even in upsetting circumstances. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, my wife, Simone, when she grew up in eastern Germany, under the Stasi, uh, every morning at school, they had to go for freedom and socialismus, Zeitbereit, Immerbereit, and they all had to say that, which was for peace mm. and socialism. I mean, contradictory terms, <laughs> now and forever. <laughs> um, you know, the, the words like love, like joy, peace, it, it's, um, it can be quite empty of meaning. It can be used and um, as just a word. Yes. Without knowing that peace yeah. within. And yet there is a longing in the human heart for peace. They want peace between yes. nations. You want peace with your nation. There's nothing worse than having, you know, a sort of shouting match over the garden fence every day with your neighbor. You know, you want peace. Yeah, that's like but, the top of the list, isn't it? What would you want? Yeah. 
peace. Yes. And, and, but he's the God of peace. Yeah. You can only have peace through God, because he's yeah. the God of peace. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That's right. Which means if you want to experience his peace, you have to submit to him as your prince. The more mm. you submit to him, yeah. the more you can experience his peace. Yeah. And the key area of allowing peace to grow in your life, you know, is in Philippians 4, mm. because he says, be anxious for nothing, you know, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Yeah. Verse 7, and the peace of God, there mm. it is, right? which surpasses all understanding. That doesn't just mean, oh, it's beyond our understanding. It means it comes from a realm that is deeper than our soul. It comes from the spirit. Yeah. And it will flow into and guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So this is the peace of God, the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. We can block it by anxiety and worry and yeah and pride really, where we're trying to do everything ourselves and handle this problem ourselves, and struggling in our own strength, we, we then block that flow. Mm. But when we turn to God and say, God, I give it yeah. to you, I ask you to help me, mm. then we open the door for the peace. Wonderful. And once the peace comes in, then we start picking up the wisdom of God, what, what we should do in this situation and so yeah. on. John, we won't get further than peace today. No, we won't. But last minute or so, a few more thoughts. Well, I, I was about to bring up the thought that Derek just brought yeah. up, because peace is, or the opposite of peace is anxiety, isn't it? Mm. And, and, and what, the, what, we're, what we're learning here is that if you have this peace of God as a fruit, Anxiety will be a thing of the past. Yeah. It'll, it'll rise momentarily and you know exactly what to do with it. You'll cast all your cares upon him mm. um, because he, he wants to carry it for you and, and he will carry it and solve the problem. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he, he might use you as part of the solving yes. of the problem as you walk out in the spirit, the problem that's confronting you, which left to its own devices, would cause you anxiety. He doesn't want you to carry that anxiety. Very good. Take my yoke, he says. Yeah. And it's learn again and again, me. that's right. Take my, yes, my, my yoke yeah. is easy, my burden is light. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. So that's our, we're near the end. Go on, quickly. Derek. My yoke is easy basically means actually that it fits well. Yes. And that's peace. Yes. When you submit to God, you feel that peace. That is his yoke that fits well. Amen. It doesn't change. Amen. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Thanks, Derek. See you next week. Enjoy God's peace. <laughs>